Welcome to the IndyCar Conference Call. My name is Cheryl, and I will be your operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. During the question and answer session, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. Please note this conference call is being recorded. I will now turn the conference call over to Arnie Shreven. Arnie, you may begin. Thanks, Cheryl, and welcome, everyone, to today's IndyCar Media Teleconference. Over the next few weeks, we'll be highlighting the contending drivers for the 2018 Verizon IndyCar Series Championship, and today we're pleased to be joined by Ryan Hunter-Ray of Andretti Autosport. Uh, Ryan, of course, is the 2012 Verizon IndyCar Series Champion. He's currently fifth in the point standings and is the IndyCar's winningest active American driver with 17 wins, including the 2014 Indianapolis 500. Uh, Ryan, thanks for taking the time to join us this afternoon. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. All right, uh, Ryan, just based on looking at the stats uh, from uh, up above here, uh, you've had a pretty consistent season. You scored the win at Belle Isle, but uh, it's been a little rough of late. Uh, from your perspective, what has been the 2018 season for you and the 28 DHL team? I think overall we've been, you know, we've been pretty strong, competitive everywhere we've gone. Um, you know, we're, we're back up at the front regularly fighting uh, for podiums, and, and that's important. No doubt, the past couple weeks have been, or the past few races, I should say, <clears throat> have been missed opportunities. But um, more often than not, we show up at a racetrack and we're contending. So it's been uh, it's been a strong season in many ways, and there's been some missed opportunities in there, no doubt. So hopefully, we can close out the season. Um, you know, I I I learned a lot in my racing career, especially through the 2012 season, fighting for the championship with Will Carr and Elio, and um, you. Once you thought somebody really had an upper hand and they were starting to run away with it, everything turned around. So there's a lot of races before we go. Uh, you, you mentioned the 2012 IndyCar Series champion coming back to win and battling Will and Elio. Uh, what kind of, what kind of experience do you take from that championship drive that you take into the final four races? I mean, you notice, I mean, it was a never say die attitude that you have. Do you have that same attitude this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we're going for it, no doubt. We just have to focus on on every session, making the most of it, and race wins. Uh, that's what's going to get you there. But uh, we had a really good, strong <clears throat> head of team going in that season. When I, you know, we won Baltimore, and then we went to Sonoma, and we were taken out in in the hairpin on one of the restarts, and all shuffled all the way to the back. We had a search in the bag, basically, with a few laps left to go. Very frustrating. And at that point, I think everybody wrote us off, and even going to going to Fontana. You know, uh, nobody really had, had us at a shot winning it. I forget what the points deficit was, but at the end of the day, we had, at the end of the night, we ended up winning it by three points. So it's not over until the last lap, um, especially with double points on the line. It could be a huge swing race. All right. And this weekend is the ABC Supply 500 Pocono Raceway. Uh, you've won at Pocono before, winning in 2015. Uh, what kind of racing do you expect with this new 2018 car, uh, and maybe some of the options uh, aerodynamically that IndyCar is providing for the weekend. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, we've added in some yeah new options, like you mentioned, on the aero side of it to to really help the front of the car in traffic to keep the front grip under the you know what, what the drivers really need is that front grip. Later in the corner, we had a few, we had an issue with that kind of the Indy 500 where um, you know even with a good car you could only get so close and uh, it was very difficult to complete passes until. Uh, you had a restart or something like that. So, uh, hopefully this will be a good, um, you know, change for us, but I don't know what to expect. I mean, my first time on track with this car and this and new additions to it. So we have a lot of work to do in a very short amount of time once we get on track to Pocono. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Cheryl, let's open up for questions for Ryan Hunter Ray. 
Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. If you are using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up your handset first before pressing any numbers. Once again, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. Standing by for questions. And our first question comes from Mark Cipioli from Alto Racing. Mark, your line is open. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Hey, Mark. Doing great. How are you? Um, the defending champion there at Pocono is Will Power and Petsky team. And this year at, at Indy, they, they appeared to have a little bit of a horsepower advantage at, on the top end. And I was just wondering if you think that may still be the case at Pocono this year. How do you feel the Honda team chances are this, this weekend? I think we have a great chance. I mean, I, Pocono race is different than Indy. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is its own beast. It's, it's very, uh, particular and that turn three with banking um is it's a true handling corner it feels like almost like like a milwaukee type of corner but going twice the speed so you have to set your car up for that and then you have to set your car up for turn one which is a massively banked tight radius corner um and it really it comes more down to handling aspect um to balance and trying to get the setup right um so i think we're going to see a different type of race i don't think it's just going to come down to ultimate top end um speed although that will help at pocono i think it's going to be more of a um a handling race do you feel the front wing changes that indycar is making although minor for this weekend is going to help the racing it's supposed to help um we'll have to see even with the few cars that tested at pocono last week we don't really have an understanding yet of what these cars are going to do in a group because uh, nobody ran together so It'll be, you know, the first session is going to really tell us a lot, and then it'll be the first time we actually get this aero package and the add-ons, the, the wickers and extensions that, they, that IndyCar has opened up. It'll be the first time that that gets into a pack in actual racing on track. So um, we hope so. We think so. The data says it, it should help, um, you know, shift the balance for the board. So hopefully we can, uh, we can make that happen and, and also make for a better race. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Charles Bradley from Motorsport.com. Charles, your line, his line has dropped. Our next question comes from Philip Wilson from IndyCar. Philip, your line is open. Hi, Ryan. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, you were, uh, what, 20th and 18th the first two times of Pocono, then first, third, and eighth since. I'm wondering if something clicked or you figured something out about that track. Uh, and then could you speak to how you've, even though you've won once, you probably feel like you could have won more than once in the last three years. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, it's been some missed opportunities. Uh, uh, one of those results you mentioned in the front side of that lineup of data was um, we had a mechanical suspension failure during the race, so that sidelined us. The next one, um, I think we were running second or third and um, got run over by Takuma and pit lane on the entry, uh, which broke the suspension. <laughs> and then um, as recently as 2016, um, we were leading the race, and the we had an electrical failure that put us all the way to the back of the field and came back through, all the way back through to finish third, just ran out of time. So I think more often than not, we've been very competitive there, and we've, uh, we've shown that we can be strong. Uh, but last year... I, I feel like 
we did about as good as we could have done. Um, I had a huge shunt in qualifying, started last. We got up to the front, led the race, but in the end, when it really became a shootout, uh, we, we just couldn't match the Penske's. So hopefully this year we can uh, turn that around, all new car. You know, it's, uh, it's basically clean, starting from a clean sheet of paper for everybody. So it'll be interesting to see how we can roll out. No doubt, I expect, um, you know, Will has a great record there. So I, I definitely expect the Penske's and, um, and I expect those guys to be strong. But I believe we could be there with them, as I mentioned before, because it comes down to handling and Hopefully we can get that, that sorted. I was going to ask you if, uh, you know, driver history, the fact that you're among the people that have won there before, how much does that, I don't know, how much does that uh, help you or how much is that a boost for guys like you and Will that have done well there? Well, it doesn't directly do anything for you other than the fact that you know what you want and what you need out of the race car to win that race. You know, you know what it takes and you know what you're kind of looking for when you're setting up the car in practice and in warm-up. Um, you know, you know what you need out of it in turn three versus turn one and the compromise that's there because there is a compromise between the two. So I think that's where, where it really helps. Thank you, Ryan. Yep, anytime. Once again, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star then one on your touch tone phone. Again, to ask a question, please press star then one. And our next question comes from Jerry Bonkowski from NBC Sports. Jerry, your line is open. Thank you. Good afternoon, Ryan. Uh, just one question from me. Uh, from a you know m- momentum standpoint, motivation, confidence, you get you've got to be really feeling really good right now because you're in the, in the middle of the, the playoff uh, chase. It wasn't like that the last couple of years, but this year you're in it and you have potential to win the championship again. Can you kind of talk a little bit about the confidence and the motivation for you and the team as you are now, as opposed to the last couple of years when you were kind of you know, watching other guys win the championship and, you know, you you fell short. I mean, tell me about this year and how, how confident and motivated you guys are now. Yeah, I think as a team, we kind of struggled during the Aero Kit years. Now that we're on, we're back on a universal Aero Kit like we were when we had so much success in 2012, 13, and 14. Uh, basically, it comes down to the fact that you, you show up on a race weekend and you know you have a chance, that you know you're going in there and the team's going to uh, be able to give you the car that, you potentially need to win, and that that's that makes all the difference really for a driver. Um, just knowing week in and week out that you've got a, I got you've got a shot at winning and, and making that run for the championship, and I think that's what we showed this year. So um, it's uh, it, it it does a lot for your confidence, and and it really keeps you motivated, no doubt. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Our next question comes from Ben Johnston. From PaddockEye.com. Ben, your line is open. Hi, Ryan. Hey, down, buddy. Great. How are you? Hi, very well. Thanks, buddy. I was just wondering, with the obviously with it being a new Arrow kit this year, is there anything you can take from the previous ovals this year in terms of the race setup for Pocono, or is it just because it's a completely different circuit? You have a, you have to kind of learn completely new, like with the in terms of the race setup. Yeah, there's some similarities to Indianapolis that we can take over to Pocono. Um, it does have an offset that we have found in the past, so the two tracks are not uh, exactly similar. They definitely require different setups. Um, but that's really what we'll do, I think. I mean, Zach Beach tested uh, last week. Um, he was the only Andretti car to test, but 
you know, he got us some good data. So probably a good starting point there. And then uh, the really, the tricky part now is getting in traffic and seeing what we have. You know, it's one thing to put a good qualifying car on track and do it all alone, but it's a completely different set of circumstances when you put yourself into a group of 10. So we'll have to see where we are there. and that, That'll be the difference maker, I think. Right. I'm sorry, just one other question. What are your thoughts on Fernando Alonso obviously announcing today he won't be racing in Formula 1 next season? Would you like to see him in IndyCar next year? Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, you know, this series is, uh, I've been saying it for a while, but this series is the most competitive series in the world, no doubt. I mean, there's, you cannot name who is going to win each race. There's no favorites. Um, and... There's a long list of winners, even from this year, and you've got a really tight championship. So it would be appealing to me if I were him, and, uh, you know, I spent time with him as his teammate, and I know, um, you know, he's as hungry as ever to win. So uh, I think IndyCar is a great spot, and the IndyCar stock continues to rise for that reason. Okay. Thanks a million, Ryan. I'm back to look this Thank weekend. You. Appreciate it. Our next question comes from Eric Smith from Race Review Online. Eric, your line is open. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Great, thank you. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, uh, how difficult is Pocono in terms of a, a track to get the setup right with three distinctly different corners but long straightaways? How how difficult is that, especially with only having two short practice sessions on Saturday to get the get the car dialed in? Yeah, it's a major time crunch. Really hard to get all that done in a short amount of time. Um, and it's really the compromise between turns three and one. I mean, they are polar opposites. Um, one corner feels like it's got no banking and has no support to it, and the other one's massive, massive banking and a tight radius. It's it's very difficult to get those two corners right and get the compromise right with the car uh, when you're alone, let alone when, once you get into traffic, things change a lot. So there'll be a qualifying setup, a race setup, and they have to do all this in about uh, two hours total track time. So it's it'll be very, very difficult, no doubt. Is turn three one of the, the the bigger corners, I guess, to get it right with getting such a run on the straightaway? It, it looks like the temperature is supposed to be about 10 degrees cooler than Indy, and obviously there's a new, a little bit of a new package this weekend. Do you expect a, that that quarter you need to hit it right the most of the three just so you can get a run on somebody going down the, the straight into turn one? Well, you, you, you kind of uh, led to the weather um, side of it there. I think that that's the biggest thing is... is that's the biggest, um, you know, variable is, first of all, ambient weather, track temperature, but most importantly is wind direction. Wind direction will dictate if the, the, the lead passing zone is coming out of three going into one or if it's coming out of one going into two. It all depends, or coming out of two going into three. Um, it all depends on the wind direction, so that, that's huge. And my final question, I'm sorry, I got one more. Uh, 95 points out, four races to go is... is You've had a lot of strength on ovals, especially super speedways. Is is this not quite the must-win, but maybe like a must-podium weekend that you need to get out of your car this weekend? Yeah, no doubt. Being 95 points down uh, to Scott, w- what needs to happen now is we need to go on a run, and he needs to start having some uh, some bad luck, some difficult races, some circumstances going against him, things like that, which it can do. I mean, man... Like I mentioned earlier, the 2012 season, um, there were so many swings and kinks in that season. I, as soon as I thought I figured out who uh, who really had the upper hand, it all changed. So you just have to keep your head down. In this series, it's the same way in a, in a race. You know, you can be starting mid pack at you know back of the pack, 
if you go into it with the right mindset and just absolutely keep your head down, be tenacious and uh, persistent, you can win win races, any of them, and you can win the championship. So um, just have to keep uh, keep focused and, and, and make the most of it. But number one thing we have to do is go on the offensive and, and, and make a run for it. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Good luck this week and see you in a few days. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Our next question comes from Scott Walsh from Scranton Times. Scott, your line is open. Thank you. How are you doing, Ryan? Great, thanks. Hey, uh, the last two years um, at Pocono, you've had a start in the back, and you've been able to uh, to come, you know, come to the front. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, w- what it's like, you know, what that is like, you know, uh, uh, you know, marching marching to the front, maybe the patience that you have, uh, to, you know, to get to the front, uh, you know, just kind of take us through, you know, going from 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 back to front like that at Pocono. Yeah, ideally we we wouldn't want to start back there. It makes the day a lot more straightforward when you start up front. So that's that's our number one goal. But um, really just focusing on race race setup, you know, and practice, and making sure that we have um, what we need from the car. When I, I have what I need in traffic uh, is most important. And I think that's why we've been able to do what we've done in the past, which is go from the back to the front, um, and you know, just not getting too carried away with with forcing the issue, um, trying to you know, methodically pick them apart as you go through. And, you know, through the race we've been, in the past, we've been very good about making the car even better as we get through it um, with setup changes, tire pressure changes, things like that. So hopefully we can use, um, you know, some of our, our past lessons and apply them as well. And the um, with with the uh, the points uh, situation, how, how do you kind of kind of kind of approach that? You know, obviously you, you know you say you've got to you know maybe go on a run here, but how closely do you watch what the other guys are doing? Um, is it too soon to start? Uh, how, how do you uh, how much do you, how closely do you watch the other guys that you're chasing um, in in this in this points battle? Uh, you know, during the course of the race, or do you just kind of have to worry about what you have to do? I think you can't help but notice where they are, but you really have to be focused on yourself and just winning. I mean, you can't worry about where, where, uh, you know, who, who's where, at what time in the weekend. You just, you gotta absolutely focus on, on putting yourself up front. You know, after the race, I'm, first thing I ask is, you know, where's, where are the guys, um, that were fighting in the championship where they finish? So that's, it's just a curiosity standpoint, but now you just have to stay focused on yourself. Okay. Thank you and sorry for the line trouble there. So. Yeah, no worries. Once again, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. Again, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. We have a follow-up question from Mark Cipollone from Alto Racing. Mark, your line is open. Hi, Ryan. Um, Hey, Mark. With uh, Fernando Alonso, um, you raced with him last year as a teammate at Indy. if he were to come to uh, IndyCar, would you welcome him into the Andretti team, either as a teammate or as a co-teammate with McLaren? And how did he work together in terms of car setup with you guys? Was he a good asset? Yeah, absolutely. Um, worked very well together, and yeah, I'd welcome him, no doubt. I have no idea where this whole thing is going right now. I don't know where McLaren stands with it. I don't know how that relates to Andretti. Honestly, really don't know any of it, so a lot of speculation at the moment. But uh, I think he'd be a great addition to IndyCar, and I think he'd have a lot of fun here. Okay. Well, thank you. Yep, thank you. We have a follow-up question from 
Philip Wilson from IndyPhilip. Your line is open. Thank you. Yeah, Ryan, I just wanted to ask you, um, obviously, you know, one of the guys ahead of you is uh, Alexander Rossi, your teammate. Where's the, where's the fine line to working with a guy and being happy for how he's doing, but then also wanting to beat him on race day? I think Alex has done a great job and we've, we're, we're, you know, we work really well together as teammates. So, um, the two of us working together, um, and actually the four of us working together, that's the great thing about Andretti is four cars. Uh, all of us as a group, we're all very, uh, we're close. So, uh, but no, Alex and I work very well together. We, we tend to like similar, similar setups. Um, and you know, we've definitely found in the past it's, it's better to work together than, uh, same thing going your separate ways, so no doubt we're uh, we're, we're pushing forward, and we want Andretti Autosport to win uh, win the championship. Whether it's him or myself, obviously I prefer uh, the 28 car was was the one that won it, but um, we're, we're pushing for that common goal, um, no doubt about it. Thank you, Ryan. All right, thank you. Our next question comes from Keith Grohler from Morning Call News. Keith, your line is open. Ryan, uh, I'm, I'm working on a piece on uh, Sage Karam, who uh, tried to get a ride this weekend, uh, came up, I guess, uh, sponsorship dollars short, 50000 or something he told me. But uh, I, what do you think about Sage and how difficult it is? You know, he, you know, he runs that one race at the, uh, you know, the 500 every year, but it, it, it's tough for him to get on the, on the, back on the circuit. And can you speak to the challenges that a young guy like him faces, uh, you know, having to get that sponsorship and having to get that, that permanent ride when, you know, he was on the circuit, showed some potential. And, uh, you know, anyway, your thoughts on that, that struggle that a young guy has? Oh, it's very difficult. I mean, I, I was there, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I jumped around team to team to team, just trying to find whatever opportunity I could, you know, IMSA, Grand Am, IndyCar, um, you know, even some NASCAR testing, some uh, super late models. So I've been everywhere. So it's very difficult. Um, and, you know, you just have to keep putting your face in front of the right people and making yourself, um, you know, available at the right times. I mean, he's, he's doing sports cars, so I think he's doing what, what he has to to keep himself behind the behind the wheel of a race car. Um, and you just have to keep pushing and, and hope that door opens, and that's that's what you're waiting for is that door just to crack open enough to get your foot in there, and then once you get your foot in, you've got to absolutely rip, rip the door wide open. So, um, but a lot of times it comes down to you know sponsorship funding and corporate funding, and um, you know those things are, are moving pieces, and it's it's tough to really sometimes tough to, to really nail that down. I've been incredibly fortunate being with DHL and Andretti Autosport, great family there. Um, it's uh so it's it's tough at times to really nail down that consistent um that consistent ride that that can can really turn into results so he's done a great you know he's done a great job in in the past and um yeah i don't know just has to keep pushing it's it's tough no doubt there's a lot of other great drivers out there going through the same thing and as a follow up to that obviously uh you know Sage was looking for it as his hometown track and so forth and and Pocono's now been on the schedule now for, I guess, I don't know, something like six or seven years. How do the guys look forward to I mean, do they see this as an important track to kind of keep on this schedule, being if it's, you know, it's a, a strong East Coast type of market here? Do the guys look forward to it and, and, and feel the importance of, of, of Pocono, you know, having its place on the schedule? Yeah, it's, well, it's an important 
market, no doubt. Um, it's a great track for IndyCar racing. I mean, the races there have been unbelievable. Passes every lap, you know, nail bite and finish. It's been, it's been great. So, um, I think, uh, everybody looks forward to going back to, uh, to Pocono and, uh, put on a great show there. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a great fit for IndyCar. And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be there for many years to come. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, if you have a question, please press star then one on your touchstone phone. And speakers, at this time, I show no further questions in queue. All right, and seeing as we have no further questions for Ryan, we'll thank him for the time and wish him the best of luck this weekend at Pocono Raceway. Uh, that will wrap up today's IndyCar Media teleconference. This teleconference will be available on digital tape replay approximately one hour following the conclusion of the call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 or 630-652-3042 and enter the passcode 444-16562-POUND. A transcript and MP3 audio of today's call will be available on IndyCar's media website at media.indycar.com. You may have to register for access uh, to access the replay and or transcript. Or if you would like an email, you can just write IndyCar at IndyCar.com, and I will make sure you get one mailed. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect.